Good morning, everyone. It's nice to see the church full after Memorial Day weekend. It's very nice to see you back in their pews where you belong, so I'm very glad that you're all here. Today we're celebrating the Feast of Pentecost, and I'm going to explain a little bit of what that is. I kind of touched on it a little bit last week, but I just want to explain a little bit about what that even means, because some of you will be like, Pentecost, well, who is that? Is that a saint or something? I don't know what that is. So, so Pentecost. So Pentecost is the celebration that the Jews celebrated 50 days after Passover. And they celebrated as it was a celebration of the giving of the law to the Jews. So when Moses received the Ten Commandments after 50 days after Passover on stone tablets, he gave them to the Jews and they accepted them. And every year, 50 days after Passover, the Jews celebrated the giving of the law at Pentecost. So always remember that Jesus, he takes the things from the Old Testament and then he fulfills them. So now Jesus, he's taking Pentecost, he, tells, he told his apostles, he says, go to the upper room in Jerusalem and don't preach yet until I send you the Holy Spirit. So 50 days after Easter, we celebrate the new Pentecost, which is not the giving of the law on stone tablets, but now it's the giving of the law through the Holy Spirit written on our hearts. So now God is fulfilling the new law, but now he's sending the law on our hearts through the Holy Spirit. So that is what God is doing on Pentecost. And so if we look at Pentecost, if we look at St. Peter, today in the first reading we heard St. Peter preaching. Before the descent, of the descent of the Holy Spirit, all the apostles are basically kind of chickens. They're scared. They're scared of everything. They go into the upper room in Jerusalem. They have the doors locked before Jesus rises from the dead and they're scared they're going to get arrested, they're going to get killed and they're afraid to proclaim Jesus and they're scared. So Jesus knows that we can't pro proclaim him without the Holy Spirit. And so, and so they go to the upper room. Once the Holy Spirit comes upon them in the form of tongues of fire, they are transformed. They're not afraid anymore. They come out of the upper room and they are proclaiming Jesus in the streets because it's not them who's doing it, it's the Holy Spirit. And so they start speaking miraculously in tongues, in different languages, and all the other Jews are like, we're from, we're from Rome, we're from all over Arabia, we're from all different parts, all over Greece, the Middle East. But how do we hear you preaching in our own native tongues? So when they heard this, they were perplexed and they thought they were drunk. And then St. Peter's like, no, we're not drunk. It's nine o'clock in the morning. We are filled with the Holy Spirit. And so it's important that everyone in this church realize, which I was trying to say last week, believe it or not, all of you have this gift. You have the Holy Spirit in you the moment you are baptized. And so I'm going to explain a few different things about that. So first, at your baptism... You receive the Holy Spirit in a unique way where God now is living literally inside of you. Before when the prophets, when they would prophesy they had spiritual gifts, the Holy Spirit was never really living in them until Jesus died on the cross. Once Jesus dies on the cross, that is when the Holy Spirit now can come into you because he's just made you clean by the cross. He just died for you, so he's changed us. So because of his death on the cross, now you can receive the Holy Spirit in a way that they never could. And so 
when you're confirmed, it's the second sacrament in the, in the Catholic Church, when you're confirmed with oil as a baby, we do it as babies, it's actually a Pentecost, the Holy Spirit was poured on you when you were a baby. And so the Holy Spirit was strengthened in you so that you can do precisely what St. Peter was doing, proclaiming the Word of God. So one thing I want to explain to, you, to all of you today is the gift of prophecy. Okay. St. Paul and St. Peter say they will that all Christians would prophesy. What does that mean? Sometimes people think when we prophesy, it means that we're telling the future. It's not just telling the future event. It's actually speaking a word of, from God. So it's a word that comes from God's heart to the prophet's heart to your heart. So when you're praying, sometimes God will speak to your heart. It's from God's heart to your heart, giving you words to speak to someone else's heart. To do what? To convince them of sin, to strengthen them when they're weak, to give them encouragement, to give them new faith. And so every person in this church has the gift to prophesy. One example. Sometimes you won't even realize that you're doing it, that you're doing this. I already gave this example in, in a long time ago, but a long time ago, um, I already gave this story, but I'm not going to give you the whole story. But so one day, I, had, I used to work in a dollar store, and I like to tell dollar store stories, okay, you know, I work in a dollar store. And uh, this little boy walks up to me, he's like five years old, and he looks at me, he says to me, why are you all dressed? It's Sunday, I'm all dressed up, and like, you know, dressed up a little bit nice for church. I'm all dressed up, and he looks at me, he's like, why are you all dressed up? And I said to him, God is the most important thing, and everyone should go to church on Sunday. I don't know why I said it to him like that. I could have just said, you know, I go to church on Sunday, I like to dress up. No, I didn't say that to him. I said to him, God is the most important thing and everyone should go to church on Sunday. Why did I say it that way? I have no idea. That little boy walked to his dad. He looked at his dad and he said, Dad, it's Sunday. God is the most important thing. How come we don't go to church on Sunday? Everyone should go to church on Sundays. That dad felt so guilty. Why? Because who was speaking? The child wasn't speaking. Because the father recognized God was speaking. The Holy Spirit was speaking through his little son. He was saying to his dad, Dad, we're supposed to be going to church. And then what cut the dad's heart? Like an arrow hit his heart. Wow, I'm supposed to be taking my son to Mass. So six months later, this little boy walks into my store by himself. I'm like, where are your parents, you know? This is child endangerment. Okay, anyways, he comes into my store. Right before he came, I said a prayer to Jesus, like, God, are you really going to do good with me as a priest? I really don't think so. Ah, uh, nah, maybe I should just keep working in the dollar store. Okay. This little boy, as soon as I say that, this little boy walks into my dollar store, and he's like, I just want you to know something. I was like, do you remember me? I was like, no, I don't remember you. This is a dollar store. Who remembers kids? I don't remember anything. I don't remember half of myself half the time. Okay. And, and, and he's telling me, do you remember me? And, and I was like, no, he's like, I just want you to know something. Me and my family have been going to Mass every single Sunday the last six months. We just thought you would like to know that. And then he just left. He didn't even buy any of my toys in the dollar store or anything. He just left. Okay. And God was saying to me, wow, why did I say that to that kid that day? I was trying to think, reflect. I, 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 I just spoke, and it wasn't, me who, it wasn't me who was speaking. 
It was the Holy Spirit. And there's so many different times that's happened to me as a priest. So many different times. One day I was preaching on a random homily and then randomly I started talking about cancer. Randomly there was a family that day that came in that they were literally there because they were hurt because they just received a cancer diagnosis. And I just started looking at them the entire time during Mass and talking to them about cancer and to strengthening them that God would be with them. And then literally they come to me crying after Mass because they're like, Father, you I was like, I wasn't speaking to you. I wasn't speaking to you. The Holy Spirit was speaking to you. That is the gift of prophecy. But every single person in this church can do that. How does that happen? First, when you repent of your sins, you go to confession. When you're leaning on Jesus, you're really trying to be active in your faith. And you're praying and you're asking the Holy Spirit to work in your life. He will do it. The, the customers in my store, honestly, when I work in the dollar store, so many of you have stores. You have stores. I probably did more good even when I was working in my dollar store sometimes than I would, when I am as a priest. Do you know how people used to, during my conversion, every single customer that came to my store was like, would you like a rosary? I used to literally put a rosary in their hand. Would you like me to pray with you? Oh, what, what's going on? Today's Sunday. After that happened to me, I was like, I don't know, I was just like going crazy on people. I wasn't going crazy on people. I wasn't going crazy. But, but I was preaching Jesus to people. My regular customers, it, it would be a Sunday. after I would go to work after church on Sundays. And another customer would come to me and be like, it's Sunday, did you go to Mass? It's my regular customers, okay, my regular, the ones that I know. And then you'd be surprised how many people are open to God. People don't really reject God as much as people think. Yeah, sure, some of the culture is rejecting God, it's like on the news, whatever. But a lot of people are open to God. I cannot explain to you how many people, people who are so open to, to Jesus and to prayer who came into my store. But sometimes we just lose the opportunity to share Jesus with people. We don't really think that that customer is just there to buy a bottle of water or buy whatever they're buying and they're leaving. But you have the opportunity. Chaldeans have stores on every single corner of Michigan. Literally everywhere you go to Chaldean, you go to gas stations, Chaldean, you go to, you go to a dollar store, it's Chaldean, you go every, every single where you go. The people of Michigan see Chaldeans. You are called to preach Jesus to all people. And not to, not to force Jesus, but to simply say, hey, uh, what's, how's your day going? Can I pray for you? Is everything okay? Great. It's simple. It's not very hard, especially to those customers who become your family. Those people become your family. When I left to go become a priest, you know how many of my customers were like literally crying, how could you leave us? Where's, where are you? Like, okay, like it was like a little church. It was like my little ministry. So every single person in this, in this church is called to ask the Holy Spirit, how can I share you, Jesus, with other people. Because that's what we're called. Because sometimes I think we just think, we just think it's just like the priest. The priest is going to evangelize to every single... Like, no, 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 no. The Holy Spirit has called every single Christian to evangelize, to share Jesus. And that's why Jesus brought the Chaldean people into the U.S. He didn't bring us into the U.S. to distribute drugs on the streets and to lead people to sin. He called us to preach His Son to everyone. That is the reason why the Chaldean people are in this country. It's not to lead people to sin, but it's to lead people to His Son. So today let us pray and ask the Holy Spirit that He may guide us into preaching the truth and leading people to His Son. Amen.